We've reached it. We've reached the end of the baseball season. Here we are, 2020, with the Los Angeles Dodgers being the World Series champions of 2020. My name is Will Paulson. Alongside with me, RJ Strope, today for the World Series recap for the 2020 MLB season. And I tell you what, 2020 was already funny enough. I mean, we had universal DHs. We had extended playoffs. We had we had 60 games. We had doubleheaders that were seven innings. We had Texas tiebreaker uh, extra innings. I mean. Things were weird. And you want to talk about a weird ending. I mean, man, talk about game six. Let's just start with game six because this is just an utter shit show, it seemed. I mean, the Rays were dominating early, at least from a pitching standpoint. I mean, Blake Snell was having the best game of any Rays pitcher in the postseason. He was going into the sixth inning, I want to say, with about 57 pitches. And he had struck out nine, had not walked a batter. He had only allowed one hit. I mean, he was looking disgusting. Absolutely lights out. Dodgers hitters cannot figure him out. The Rays were up one nothing by who else but a Randy Rosarina home run. Uh, I mean, it would it'd be confusing if it was anybody else. So, but obviously one nothing. You you wouldn't think is going to win this game. But at the in the sixth with one out, I want to say it was. Uh, was it Max Muncy who came up and got a hit? Somebody got a hit for the Dodgers and got on base, and Kevin Cash starts walking out of the dugout. I think it might have been Austin Barnes, no? Was it Barnes? Uh, It was someone at the bottom of the lineup. Yeah, regardless of who it was, somebody got on base for the Dodgers, and all of a sudden there's one-on-one out, and then Kevin Cash comes strolling out uh, out of the dugout. And... Twitter erupted. I mean, it blew up. I mean, the, I erupted. I erupted myself. I mean, I, I, I had had a long night the night before, and I had woke up just about in time to catch the fifth inning. Uh, I've literally been awake since the fifth inning of baseball. I, I took a long nap, but uh, whenever I woke up, I mean, I saw what I needed to see. I mean, the the, the World Series got about interesting right around that time. So, uh, Kevin Cash comes out and pulls Blake Snell against. Uh, Mookie Betts was up, coming up to bat, and then there was also going to be Corey Seager and then Cody Bellinger, who on the day were 0 for 6, and if I'm not mistaken, had four strikeouts. Uh, Blake Snell had their number in this game. Blake Snell had everybody's number on the Dodgers lineup in this game. He was looking absolutely phenomenal, and then he gets pulled, and Blake Snell's reaction kind of told the story of all of us. I mean, the, the Rays were – I mean – what kind of move was this? I mean, this was the first, this was the first kind of head scratcher move of the night. Nick Anderson comes in and kind of allows a couple of runs. Next thing you know, after a, after a Mookie double and then a pass ball. And and next thing you know, it's the Dodgers have the lead and two, one. And then the Dodgers go out throughout the day, add a little couple more Mookie also with a, I want to say a solo shot through uh, later on in the game. Um, was the final final was what three one four one three one yeah Th- final three. score three one Dodgers able to get their first World Series since the eighties their seventh of program history and I mean that you think that'd be everything right but no uh, afterwards on Fox they come out they say that uh, Justin Turner uh, he was pulled earlier in the game and we were all wondering why I mean Justin Turner came really close to taking Nick Anderson yard and putting a dagger in this game. But uh, later he gets pulled from the game and finds out he has a positive COVID test. 
from when? Who knows? They say it was today's specimen, but uh, you know what? What better way to end a 2020 World Series? Because now uh, the the story was Kevin Cash taking out Blake Snell, and now Twitter's erupting and social media is erupting with this Justin Turner positive COVID test. I mean, sure, you know it's not it's not like it's Corey Seager, it's not like it's the guy who carried the offense for the Dodgers, but. Justin Turner is a legitimate name in that lineup, and he's got to be feared in the lineup whenever he's there. Uh, a very consistent hitter, a very good player. I mean, a, a, a guy like Justin Turner having a positive COVID test can change a series. Um, you know, we've we've seen games postponed. We've seen Cardinals baseball, Marlins baseball, Phillies baseball be postponed for weeks because of COVID tests this year. Uh, uh, one hell of a shocker. You know, what exactly – let me get your opinions on that rj what what how how 2020 of that is an is that of an ending well i'll tell you what these last i don't know two two and a half hours there's been a lot to unpack here um you mentioned when kevin cash pulls blake snell out in what was it the sixth inning i believe blake snell had thrown 73 pitches had allowed only his second hit of the night. You mentioned he hadn't walked the batter. He had nine strikeouts, and he gets pulled. Well, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Let's not let's not kid ourselves, okay? Without the geeks sitting behind the computers, and without the analytics, and without all the non you know real baseball guy stuff, the Tampa Bay Rays aren't in the World Series. Okay, this is not a team that is going to go spend money like the Dodgers or Yankees and put a team on the field that's just going to overpower everybody. Yeah, they don't even that's have that That's not option. what the Rays <laughs> can do. No, that's not what Tampa does. Tampa has to use the computers and the scouts and the analytics, and they got to get real, you know, tricky and try to outsmart everybody. That's their only way they're going to win. So that's definitely what got them to the World Series. But I'm sorry. It is game six. Blake Snell has better go home of- too. They're yeah. they're on the you're, air. You're done. You're done. It is game six. Your season is on the line. Blake Snell has only thrown 73 pitches. Blake Snell, if you guys win this game tonight, Blake Snell's not even going to be available tomorrow. Like it's it's not like you're, you know, not wanting to overwork him because you're gonna save him for tomorrow. No, the dude's not coming in tomorrow. You better get all you can get out of Blake Snell tonight because he's not going to be pitching again until March. You, How do you make this move? And don't tell me, oh, the third time through the lineup, we don't want him to do because the numbers go. Dude, screw that, okay? Anybody could have told you that. Is Kevin Cash not actually watching the game? Because if you actually watch the game itself, you know, the game that was actually happening in front of Kevin Cash, unless he had his eyes closed, unless his mask was covering up his eyes and not his mouth. (laughs) The game that was actually taking place on the field, there is no business in pulling Blake Snell. None. And that is a joke. Kevin Cash will never live it down. I don't think the city of Tampa should ever forgive Kevin Cash. This is, in my opinion, a Steve Bartman situation. All right. (laughs) I don't know. This guy's not going to get fired because honestly, in the next couple weeks, he's going to win American League Manager of the Year. And how crazy is that? This guy just cost the city of Tampa a World Series or at least a shot at a game seven where who knows what happens tomorrow night. All hell's going to break loose tomorrow night. Are you kidding me? 
But instead, we don't even get the opportunity for a game seven, the two best words in sports game seven. We don't get it. And that's because Kevin Cash wants to overanalyze and try to outsmart everybody. And this time he was wrong, dead wrong. And the fact that he brought in Nick Anderson, who I think he's given up runs in what, four straight games tonight. Yeah, was I, like think this, I think this is game. number five. Yeah. Yeah. The guy's been absolutely trash. Okay. It's not like you're bringing in Charlie Morton. Like let's calm down. Nick Anderson is garbage. Dude couldn't find the strike zone with a telescope. Don't bring, what are you doing? This is an absolute train wreck. It's a joke. Um, (laughs) Listen, we've had time to, you know, try to think this through. Can you imagine that you mentioned Justin Turner with the whole COVID deal? All right. If you're a not, if you're not a baseball fan out there and you just like to watch crazy shit, can you imagine Blake Snell stays in that game all the way through the eighth inning, and then they bring out Castillo, pitches a clean ninth, Rays win one to nothing. It's unlikely because of the Dodgers' potent offense, but the way Snell was looking tonight, I'm not saying it's out of the possibility. Can you imagine the Rays win that game one to nothing? And Justin Turner gets pulled for a positive COVID test. What happens next? If you're a baseball fan, (laughs) oh boy. If you're not a baseball fan, oh boy. Because this would have been absolutely chaos. We would have had a game seven, or would we? Is the whole team going to quarantine? Like, Every single player in the Dodgers starting lineup has come in contact with Justin Turner. And so now who's sitting out tomorrow? Is it the whole Dodgers starting lineup? Like, I mean, is that what we're getting? Right. Because you want to talk about controversy. If the Rays A team with Charlie Morton pitching goes up against Walker Bueller and a bunch of backups, oh my God, the world would have exploded. I mean, it would have been absolute chaos. And we were robbed of that chaos because of Kevin Cash trying to outsmart and overanalyze everybody when he should have just been paying attention to the damn baseball game. Yeah, unfortunately, some things are just black and white. I mean, some things are just as it is. And whenever you look at Blake Snell, uh, he had a very short performance in game two as well. But he has been by far the best pitcher for the Rays in the World Series. Uh, he went four. He went four and two thirds innings, only allowed two hits in that game. He walked four, so he was having some trouble finding the strike zone. But I mean, they were getting on via the walk. They weren't getting on via hitting him. I mean, he had allowed in both games. He allowed four hits combined, and he had walked four batters and struck out nine in just four and two thirds in in game two. I mean, he has been. He's had the Dodgers number for the most part. If he can find the zone, they haven't figured out a way to hit him yet. They didn't find a way to hit him in game two. They didn't find a way to hit him in game six. I mean, at the end of the day, how do your analytics not tell you that Blake Snell's not the answer? I don't care what your lefty-righty splits are. I don't care what anything is. I don't care if batters statistically hit better in the third time through the lineup. You know, it it just doesn't make sense. I mean, whenever what, what analytics point you towards Nick Anderson, who hasn't been able to you know, get anybody out all postseason. You know, he's he's had a f- five plus ERA for the postseason. Um, I want to say it's around four or even more for the World Series. 
uh, he hasn't pitched good. I mean, he has not done well. I mean, there's been there's been a couple of bright spots. Diego Castillo obviously has been doing well. Peter Fairbanks has done decent. Um, you know, left a little bit to be desired in the World Series, but you know, for the most part in the playoffs, he's been doing really well. Nick Anderson is not. Uh, Nick Anderson has kind of lost it a little bit in the postseason, and for some reason that was the guy. I mean, there's there's question marks to be had, but I mean. Uh, you know, let, let, let's get away from the game six a little bit. Let's let's talk about the Dodgers for a minute, man. If you're if you're in L.A., it's got to feel good. I, I can't imagine it, it doesn't feel great between the 2017 scandal with the Houston Astros, between the 2018 scandal with the Boston Red Sox. And now here you are in 2020. Everybody's everybody's been saying that the Dodgers are the biggest flukes, the biggest frauds, you know, that they, they can't make it happen. They're, they're the big money team. That's never going to get anything done. And here they are. They finally won a world series for the first time since the eighties. Uh, Kershaw finally gets his ring. I know that's been a thing that people have been harping on for a very long time. I'm sure it feels great for Clayton Kershaw, but uh Congratulations to the Dodgers, man. What uh, with, with the additions of Mookie Betts, with Corey Seager coming back from injury this season, I mean, this Dodgers team is is complete. It's always been it's always been a, a team that we see on paper, and we're like, why is this team not winning World Series? And now they've finally done it. So, uh, what are your opinions on the Dodgers for the 2020 season? Well, finally, um, yeah. I mean, this team they've been the best team in baseball for what three years now. And they couldn't figure out a way to do it. And I was one of those that said they were frauds. I said they're the New Orleans Saints of baseball. Uh, they got a damn good team, loaded roster on paper, and they always find a way to lose. This year, they were down 3-1 to one to my Braves in the NLCS, tied 2-2 two to two with all hope gone in the World Series against the Rays, and they figure out a way to win both of them and finally get their first one since 1988 um yeah it's about damn time uh Clayton Kershaw is a first ballot hall of famer absolute like no-brainer I'm really glad that he finally has a championship now um I personally am a huge Cody Bellinger fan I love that guy so I'm really glad to see him get a world series I will say this um you know, th this is what we do is we complain and I'm going to complain <laughs> this entire postseason but really the world series what all these announcers riding mookie bets and saying that he's the best player in the world did we miss the breaking news where mike trout retired <laughs> um because listen i understand the angels are a dumpster fire they have no pitching r.i.p they don't have any other hitting outside of number 27 but, like, Mike Trout is still the best player in the world. And anybody that doesn't think Mike Trout is the best, I, I don't know what you – watch Mookie another Madden. sport. Mookie wasn't even the best player on his team this World Series. No, Mookie didn't win MVP. And what was it, game one, game two, where Ken Rosenthal – I think it was game two that I was watching. And Ken Rosenthal made the comparison, Mookie Betts is the LeBron James of baseball. Pause. Yeah, Pause. yeah, let's slow down there. <laughs> LeBron James has been the best player in baseball for over a decade. Mookie Betts has never been the best player in baseball. He's still not. Today, October 27th, is that what data? He's not the best player in baseball. Tomorrow, the 28th, 
He won't be the best player in baseball. Yesterday, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, matter of fact, when spring training starts in February or March, he's not the best player in baseball. So we got to stop being a prisoner of the moment. We got to stop, you know, overdoing it. Uh, Mike Trout out in L.A. is still the best player. Now, if you want to say Mookie's the second best player, I'm not disagreeing with that. That dude's really good. Uh, but these announcers talking about how Mookie's the best player in the world, that really caught my attention. And, I, boy, I'd hate to be a pitcher going up against Mike Trout next year. <laughs> uh, I'd hate to be a pitcher going against Mike Trout any year. I don't care if Mike Trout's 50, 60. I don't, I don't care. I don't care if he's got a cane and he's swinging with a cane. Uh, I, I still would trust him to take me 450 dead center. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Mookie Betts, Mookie Betts obviously did great today. I mean, he had a double – He or a, a – I don't know if it ended up being scored as a double. I think it did. Um, that hit down the line right off of Nick Anderson as soon as he came in. A solo shot later on in the game. He he had a very important performance today. Um, he scored on an infield uh, fielder's choice, which he got to home very quick. He's a great base runner, but definitely, I mean, everybody knows who the best player in baseball is. I mean, I, I think it's been known for quite some time, but um yeah, like I said, Corey, Corey Seager was the, the storyline for the Dodgers. I mean, the guy's been absolutely electric. I mean, he won ALCS MVP, he won World Series MVP. I mean, the guy's been nuts. I mean, absolutely outstanding. Um, the Dodgers as a whole have been a, decent, a, a great unit, one through nine, to be completely honest. I mean, there hasn't really been too much of a weak spot in their lineup. <clears throat> if anything, uh, past – you know, past Kershaw and Bueller, uh, the pitching was the only thing that, you know, once you got past those two is the only thing that was kind of in question. But uh, whenever they're throwing out Tony Goslin as a starting uh, or Gonsolin or whatever his last name is, uh, interesting. But, yeah, I mean, the, this Dodgers team is absolutely disgusting. And as you said, I think it's more of a finally than in anything such as that, because, I mean, we've here at GMs for hire, we've been talking about making a, a video on how bad, uh, how much of a fluke team the Dodgers would be if they didn't win the world series. So. Yeah. I want to, I think Kevin cash, uh, his bad decision tonight, he really bailed out Dave Roberts. And this is something that no one's going to talk about since they won tonight, but why the hell was Tony Gonsolin starting game six of the world series? Why did you bring Dustin May out of the bullpen in game five, knowing that he should have been the guy that started tonight? I don't know what they're – I mean, listen, it might be a matchup thing, lefty, righty. I don't know. Look, I'll be honest. I'm a casual baseball fan. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you held a gun to my head and asked me – if you went down like ten players and asked me if they were left-handed or right-handed, I probably wouldn't get three of them right. (laughs) Um, I just, I I don't pay attention to that kind of shit, uh, even though it's literally one side of the plate or not, but I I don't understand. He kind of gets off, you know, scot-free because they won, but I still think Dustin May should have been starting tonight. I I think he's clearly, yeah, I, I don't understand the Tony Gonsolin hype there. Gonsolin's gotten a couple starts throughout this postseason where Dustin May hasn't. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming Dustin May has been struggling. Um, I haven't. I don't know his numbers right off the top of my head, but uh, apparently it's been bad enough to where he's been out of the bullpen as opposed to the starting rotation. They'd rather go with the opener of Gonsolin than actually go with Dustin May. But I mean, it apparently whatever he did worked, or at least worked enough. But man, you talked about what a game changer it could have been, man. The Dodgers after Game Four. Let's let's talk about Game Four for a minute, like. Uh, you want to talk about one of the more entertaining games in baseball in quite some time. I mean, back and forth, you know, no matter, no matter who you're a fan of, I mean, obviously, 
you know, RJ and I being a Braves fan and a Cardinals fan, we're not fans of, of the Rays or the Dodgers, but man, to watch that game, that's baseball right there. That's why people love baseball. Uh, and I even put out a tweet. I think I said, if you didn't see the, if you watch the ending of game four and you still don't like baseball, then you're part of the problem because what an ending. I mean, I think that's been, uh, I, I think that would have been more of the storyline if Justin Turner didn't get that COVID positive test, I think that still would have been the most memorable thing. But now the like now the internet's just blown up because of it. But man, to to Brett Phillips of all people to put a ball out in the center field, a botch play out in center, a a, a fumble like a trip from the guy that was going to be the winning run, and then the the catcher freaking muffs the ball i mean it, it was just a, a whole collection honestly of shit but it, somehow it managed to end up in a very iconic ending i mean it's going to be one of those world series moments that's going to be remembered for a while but um man i i think this is honestly one of the more memorable world series in quite some time just because it's it's 2020 it it, it and that's just been what this year has been it's been a year of just fuckery really i mean it, it's just been you know, so many things have gone so different between a neutral site, between the the game four ending, between the ending with the COVID test, between the Dodgers finally breaking the streak. I mean, uh, th- there's so many storylines and there's so many interesting things about it between Blake Snell getting pulled in game six. I mean, so much of this World Series has been memorable. I, I, I think I think at least uh, in my opinion, I, I would think you would agree. I think we got off pretty good, uh, you know, for for being you know, back just a couple of months ago, we didn't know as baseball fans if we were going to have a season. And now here we are and, you know, the season's over. We have a World Series champ, everything like that. And I, I'd like to think, uh, you know, as a whole, the 2020 season was a victory. And I, I, I think you'd agree with me on that. The fact that a team raised the World Series trophy tonight is a victory in itself. Uh, remember back in June, July, when did the season even start? Late June? Is that what it was? Uh, something around there, yeah. Something like that. Remember back in July when the Miami Marlins and the St. Louis Cardinals tried to ruin the whole season? Yeah, um, we tried. <laughs> and now here we are. Uh, we have a World Series champion. You nailed it. Uh, this is going to be one of the more memorable World Series that I think I've ever seen. Um, when I think of the World Series, the first one that comes to mind is that Astros-Dodgers 2017 just because of the offense and the craziness and that but think about this world series i mean you named all the storylines but the fact that it was at a neutral site something that i don't think we'll ever see again i hope we don't ever see it again because i hope we never have to deal with some shit like we dealt with this year um the fact that it was a neutral site that right that right there was crazy um you have the finish in game four uh where I had a raspy voice on Sunday after yelling Saturday night after watching It, it was that. some rec league. I mean, it was, yeah, it was dude, some that rec league right stuff. there, game four between the Dodgers and Rays, me and my best friend were actually talking about it when we watched it at, you know, at that time. Um, that is one of the three best baseball games. One of my three favorite baseball games I've ever watched in my life. Uh, game seven between Cubs Indians and game five between Astros Dodgers, where it was like 13 to 12 or whatever. Oh, great game. Those two games. Then you throw game four, Rays Dodgers. I mean, what a show we got. I'll never forget that finish right there. Um, 
it, it obviously would have been nice if that was just another step in the Rays getting their first title. Uh, it, it's not. It didn't work out that way. But what a finish that was. I'm all, always going to remember that. Then fast forward to tonight. Blake Snell getting pulled is honestly, I, I'm not a, I'm not a baseball historian. I'm not Tim Kirchin, uh, but tonight pulling Blake Snell in that position, that's the worst baseball move I've seen a manager make. Uh, I know there's been some bad ones. I don't listen. I, I watch cars driving circles. I don't, I don't watch every single pitch of every single game. I'm a casual baseball fan. But that right there is the worst move I've ever seen a manager make. I thought that was an absolute train wreck. And then you end it with Justin Turner having a positive COVID test, the first one in two months for Major League Baseball. Shocking. Talk about dodging a bullet. I mean, I, I really – listen, we've kind of thrown around the whole what-if scenario with different what-ifs that have happened in sports. What if – Blake Snell stays in that game and the Rays win. We have a game seven tomorrow and we don't know who's playing in it. Do we have a game seven? You have to have it. But who's, are we going to, are we going to fly in both triple A teams? Like what, <laughs> who's playing in the world series tomorrow? I'm just like glad. That. I'm just glad we didn't have to have a, a Rob Manfred have to try to figure out something between Game Seven, then couldn't figure it out, and then give up co-championships or something like that. That guy, Rob Manfred. <laughs> listen, if y'all haven't, if y'all went to bed early, or if you're like a couple of my friends and turned it off after the final out because you didn't want to watch the Dodgers celebrate, you need to go back and watch Rob Manfred talk. Um, he was I like don't, crying what, and like what's wrong with that and, I mean, he's like on drugs. He's like hammered. Uh, yeah, dude's messed say. up. He was definitely not sober. <laughs> no, that dude is like messed up right now. I don't, I don't know what it is. Uh, but I did love the fact that the crowd booed him out. That was awesome. Uh, as so, always. But yeah. I mean, yeah, we've we've reached the end of 2020, and I think the story just becomes. Uh, let Let's just talk about these two teams real quick before we wrap it up. Let's start with the Tampa Bay Rays, obviously, um, you know, they, the, what made it, what made them the team that they were was lockdown pitching throughout the season between Glasnow, Blake Snell, Charlie Morton, and then that bullpen between Anderson Castillo. I mean, the, the, the names go on. It was, it was a pitching performance and then Brandon Lau. I mean, the team was carried by that, those two things. And whenever we got to the postseason, Brandon Lau fell silent, the pitching staff, not exactly where they were in the regular season, uh, but then again, here comes, you know, the second coming of Jesus and Randy Rosarina uh, for the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, this team's the Rays are always interesting just because of the payroll issue. I mean, they if I'm not mistaken, Mike Zanino is the biggest name that they lose this offseason and Charlie Morton. Uh, you know, it, there's there's a but the, the main core is going to be there. Um Give me a quick idea of where you see this team. Uh, you know, we've seen what the Rays do. They like to they like to get good players and then ship them off. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen with somebody like a Rosarina just because he's got so many years of control left. Um, but with other with other players coming up on contract years, I mean, obviously, you know, it's always a question with the Rays because it's who can they pay. I mean, uh, do you see this Rays team going forward for quite some time, or or at least next season? Do you see them still contending next season? Well, uh, it's tough. Um, 
there's a lot. Matter of fact, before I came in here to do this, I heard, uh, I think it was Kevin Burkhart. Uh, he said that, you know, this Rays team, they'll be back. They're not going anywhere, was his exact quote. They're not going anywhere. And um, I really, really hate when people say that. Um, I understand if you have a young team, everybody's under control. The expectation is, well, you, you know, you didn't get this one, but you'll be back. Um, I, listen, I'm a Carolina Panthers fan. We were going to be back after we lost in 2015. Now no one's even on the team. Um, listen, there's a, there's been a lot of young teams. The Chicago Cubs, they won the world series, but Hey, they're going to be back. How do you beat them next year? Where have they been? The Houston Astros, they won. They're going to be back, man. This team's really good. Where have they been? Um, listen, just because Tampa's young and they've got some good players, this has to hurt Tampa fans so bad. I'm an Atlanta Braves fan and people say, well, you guys will be back. And it doesn't make me happy. Like, yeah, no, I'm pissed. But we are getting Soroka back, only losing Ozuna, which we need to take care of. But, like, it's different with the Rays because you mentioned the payroll. Losing Charlie Morton is absolutely huge. Losing Mike Zanino does not help. This team has been built on pitching. And this rookie, Randy Arozarena, coming out of nowhere – I mean, I think Jamil wrote an article about him and mm. said that he was going to be great and this and that, but most people had no idea who the hell this guy was. The fact that Tampa came up short when their pitching was this good, when their lineup was this good. Listen, everyone wants to talk about a Rosarina. I'm a big Kevin Kiermeyer guy. I love the guy. He actually showed some offense in this series. He's a defensive guy, but he actually showed offense. So the fact that with great pitching – and with, you know, getting getting hits all throughout the lineup, and you have one guy have the greatest postseason of all time, and you still didn't win the World Series, there is no comforting a Tampa Bay Rays fan right now. Uh, you can say they'll be back. You can say they're young, this and that. No, I, I, if you're a Tampa Bay Rays fan, you need to be pissed off and, um, you know, pray. <laughs> Hope you'll be back. Praise, praise a great word for it, but let, let, let's uh, obviously they're in a tough division with the New York Yankees. I mean, the New York Yankees having the money, having the personnel. Um, I can't see a world where they don't sign DJ LeMahieu, or if they don't get a if they don't go get a decent replacement for him, if they don't sign him, uh, the Yankees will be back. Uh, and that is a team that will be back. That is that is a team that has the money to make it happen. They still have a lot of their core. They still have young players coming up that could still make it happen. Uh, and let let and so uh, it's it's always going to be a tough road for the Rays just because you never know. And then the Red Sox, I mean, the Red Sox are one of those teams that have a great year, have a bad year, have a great year, have a bad year. Well, this year was absolutely pitiful, but they also didn't have Chris Sale. So let's see what they do next year. I mean, they they've got rid of Mookie, they've and they didn't have Chris Sale. So I mean, it was a it was a recipe for disaster. Um, but I want to say JD Martinez goes off the books next season as well for them. So I mean, we'll we'll see exactly what is going to happen with the Red Sox but uh, and, and the Rays in that division. But going over to our World Series champions of 2020, ultimately that is what they are. They are they, they are the new champions. Uh, at the end of this season, I know they lose control of Mr. COVID, Justin Turner. Uh, they also lose control of Kike Hernandez. 
uh, Jock Peterson. They lose Blake Trinan out of the bullpen. There's a couple of names that will be on the move or at least free agents to be. But the young core is still staying there. Muncie, Kershaw, Bueller, Betts, Bellinger. Uh, I I don't know if it is. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you feel the same way. But whenever I'm looking at this team, I have to think they're still National League favorites next year. Um, and what is, there, is your opinion the same on that one? Yeah, I, mean, I think they're World Series favorites next year. Um, their roster's disgusting. It's loaded. They're not losing much. And... Um, and they'll probably add a piece. Uh, listen, yeah, we had, we had, yeah, we kind of talked. If the Dodgers had lost to either the Braves in that in the NLCS or the Rays in the World Series, I really thought they were going to make the trade for Francisco Lindor. Now, having won the World Series, you've done it. You don't need to mortgage your future and go all in because you've already accomplished what you set out to accomplish. Now. With that payroll, with that market, with those expectations, with that ownership group, one's not enough. So, you know, they're not just going to sit next year out. They're going to be going for it. Um, and so they're going to be players in free agency. They're going to be players at the at the trade deadline next year. Uh, but this team, you got you got to be happy if you're a Dodgers fan. Um, really, the only thing – and listen, I'm not just saying this because I'm a fan – the only thing you should be worried about if you're a Dodgers fan is that team down in Atlanta that took you guys seven games they almost without, had their, it. I mean, they without almost their had. best pitcher. Yeah, without their best pitcher. So I don't think the Dodgers are going to come down. I think everybody else is coming up. The Padres made huge strides this year. And I don't know, in a 162-game schedule, how many times do you play a division opponent? Like 20? like 18 or something like that yeah. 18 okay that's 18 games against the Padres you got you got to deal with them they're not going away that's a young team that is coming uh the Braves are getting their best pitcher back the Reds made big strides this year if they can figure out how to keep Trevor Bauer watch out the Cubs who knows I, I don't I don't know I don't know what the Cubs are going to look like the Cardinals are that annoying team that's never going to be garbage um they're just – they're always going to be there. They're always annoying. So, I mean, really the whole NL East uh, with how long are the Phillies going to keep playing like shit? With the much, as much star power as they have, it's got to click eventually, right? That's their under new think. leadership now. I mean – Yeah, exactly. You would think it's got to click eventually. So, I don't think the Dodgers need to worry about the regression or a hangover. You need to start looking behind you, though, and hearing those footsteps because, I mean, listen, the Padres are coming. The Braves had you down 3-1 without their best pitcher. So the NL is not going to be a one-man show next year. And it, it typically never is. But, you know, the Dodgers, they Dodgers have finally got that World Series that they've been itching for for quite some time. And, and, and now it's history. It's officially the 2020 World Series champion Los Angeles Dodgers. But that'll bring us to the end of the World Series recap. And, basically a 2020 season recap as a whole uh we you know we kind of hit on some more topics than just the world series but um i know we're gonna have a video coming out with free agent predictions for the mlb uh, i want to say we're gonna have a, a one for a couple other sports as well we're gonna talk about some of the biggest name free agents dj lemayhew marcelo zuna trevor bauer try to guess where they're gonna go where they're gonna end up but 
Uh, until then, the Los Angeles Dodgers are your World Series champions in 2020. We at least have a championship and we had a season. Uh, no matter if you're a Dodgers fan, if you're a Rays fan, or if you're somewhere in the middle, uh, we, we had a season. As long as you're a baseball fan, we should be happy because we didn't know. There was, we were the one sport that we didn't know. I mean, we, we were the one sport making it hard. So, uh, But it happened. So here we are. We're celebrating at least a season, no matter who the winner is, no matter who the loser is. I think we can all celebrate just having a season in general. So uh, until next year in, in 2021, whenever the MLB season gets kicking off, that's RJ Strope. I've been Will Polson. We're here for GMs for Hire to bring you the end of the 2020 MLB season. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace.